We have two great passages from scripture for this last Sunday after the Epiphany. In 2 Kings, we hear about the prophet Elijah passing the mantle, passing his prophetic authority onto Elisha. And in the Gospel of Mark, we hear the story of the transfiguration when Jesus took Peter, James, and John with him up a high mountain and Jesus was transfigured before them. I'm going to focus today on 2 Kings, but I will bring the transfiguration into our discussion. 2 Kings inspires renewal in our everyday lives. So let's take a look at the journey that Elijah and Elisha took together. And just for a moment of clarity, if this helps, Elijah with a J is the mentor, the one who came before, the one who will go up into heaven with a J. Elisha, S-H, this is the student, the one who is following, Elijah and Elisha. Okay, so let's take a look at this journey. They traveled to Gilgal, Bethel, Jericho, and then the Jordan River. These locations weren't just convenient stops along the way. These places are named because they are theologically significant. So the first stop was Gilgal. The Israelites had wandered for 40 years in the wilderness, and then Joshua led them across the Jordan River into the Promised Land. That night, they camped in Gilgal. And Joshua directed 12 men, one from each tribe, to take a stone from the Jordan River and bring it into the camp as a memorial. Joshua told the people that the stones will be a reminder for all people, that the Lord our God dried up the waters of the Jordan so the Israelites could cross over. Our God is a living God. The second stop on the journey was Bethel. Now, do you remember the story about Jacob's ladder in the book of Genesis? Jacob came to a certain place and he stayed there for the night. He dreamed that there was a ladder set up on the earth, the top of it reaching to the heaven, and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And the Lord stood beside him and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. Know that I am with you. Jacob called that place Bethel. Our God is a living God. The third stop on the journey was Jericho, where the Israelites entered into battle for the first time after they had crossed over into the promised land. God told Joshua exactly how to enter into the battle. And he did, as he was told. He led the people in marching around the walls of Jericho for six days with trumpets blaring. On the seventh day, as they were told, they marched around the wall seven times. And at the prescribed moment, Joshua told the people to shout out, and they did. Indeed, the walls came tumbling down and the Israelites captured the city. God told Joshua exactly how to make it happen. Our God is a living God. The fourth stop on the journey was the River Jordan. And again, it is through the Jordan that the Israelites crossed over from the wilderness into the promised land. Truly, is there a better, more fitting spot 
for Elijah to be taken up into the heavens, into new life? Well, actually, there is. Elijah struck the water of the River Jordan. The water parted, and Elijah and Elisha crossed over. They crossed over into an unnamed location, not a famous historical site, a nondescript, everyday location. From this place, Elijah ascended in a whirlwind into heaven. Our God is a living God in our everyday. Now, let's take a look at the theme of silence. To start, let's go back to 1 Kings to remember a very powerful story with Elijah, a story about silence. God tells Elijah, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Now there was a great wind so strong that it was splitting mountains and breaking rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a sound of sheer silence. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. Elijah heard God in the silence. Elisha learned well from his mentor. In today's passage from 2 Kings, a group of prophets in Bethel and a group of prophets in Jericho warn Elisha that the Lord is going to take Elijah away. And both times Elisha tells them to keep silent. It was not a time to jump to conclusions, to make premature decisions. It was a time to simply be present, to listen in the silence, to let God lead. So here, we should take a moment to consider Peter's reaction to the transfiguration. Jesus takes Peter, James, and John, and they go up a high mountain. And Jesus is transfigured before them, his face shining like the sun, his clothes dazzling white. And then Moses and Elijah appear. Moses lived 1,200 years prior. Elijah lived 800 years prior. And yet, there they stood. That would be a lot to take in. And Peter makes a rather nonsensical statement, Lord, if you wish, I will make three dwellings here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. On the one hand, what I love about Peter's response is that he is showing us the fruits of his faith. He knows that these two are Elijah and Moses. Now think about that. They lived centuries prior. There were no photos available. But he knew it was them. And yet his response was nonsensical. And when we set his response 
against Elijah's response requesting silence, we see how Peter was missing out on the significance of the moment. Jesus is being revealed as the Messiah. The story of Elijah passing his prophetic authority onto Elisha encourages us to find time for silence in our everyday. In the silence, in setting aside all the details of the day, we make room to hear our living God, the still, small voice inside of us that leads us into all truth, gives us the peace to endure all challenges, inspires new beginnings, imbues hope. Don't forget Elisha's persistence. In Gilgal and Bethel and Jericho, Elijah told Elisha, <clears throat> excuse me, Elijah told Elisha to stay there. But Elisha kept insisting he would not leave Elisha and continued to follow him. He continued until he got what he think he needed to carry out his ministry. We can persist in making time for prayer, for sitting in the silence, desiring to hear that still small voice that will inspire our life. Amen.